Good morning, this is Real Estate Daily and I am your real estate guru. And wow, we've got a hot day on target for today. So today we are talking about knowing your buyer and seller and how do we know what they want. Have you ever thought to yourself, what does the seller want? What does the buyer want? You know, what do they want from us as professionals? Do they want anything from us or are we just pushing pushing ourselves over onto them? Okay, good, good morning. I hope you have a cup of coffee in your hand and you're, you're having a great morning. It is the 5th of January and I'm sipping my coffee and, and realizing we are headed into such a hot market. It's incredible. Pardon me there. So as we are headed into this hot market, we are in the middle of a couple things going on. Number one, this is the fifth day of the 10-day challenge to put listings in your pocket directly. I want you to come out of this 10-day period with a listing in your pocket and a buyer lead with an offer. Two things, 10-day challenge, one listing, one buyer, first 10 days, kicking off your career into high gear. That's what the 10-day challenge is doing. Next, today is the inaugural day of the members-only event. There's still time. Sign up for the, mem for the members-only event. It happens right after our daily live show. We go right into it. But you will need to be a member of the channel. Now, to be a member of the channel, all you have to do is subscribe. You hit the subscribe button, that's it. There isn't a cost. It's simply, a, I want to know that you are committed in, to building your real estate business and taking a deep dive into the market analysis. A deep dive in the market analysis will absolutely put you on a knowledge edge with your client. You, you've got to get to the point. You understand the, not, the knowledge you possess and is in, inherent into you and deliver that to your client. That's what will create this great symbiotic relationship between you and the client. They need to know you have the knowledge. You're delivering the knowledge to them freely. And the client then and you have a relationship. You begin that relationship so you can begin to understand the motives of the client. All right. Well, getting over to it. What do buyers and sellers want? Because they're different things. Buyers want different things than sellers want. At a at a very let's take care of the surface level stuff first. Buyers want a great deal. Sellers want to sell for a lot of money. That that is so surface, but it has to be talked about real quick. Okay, buyers want a great deal. They want to buy buy for less. Sellers want to sell for more. We, we all know this. It's a wonder, you know, that anybody ever comes together to actually pull, pull a deal together when you have two competing sides. But that's the nature of, of what we do. We are professional negotiators 
You are out there doing this every day. You're a professional and negotiating is what you get paid to do. It's not unlocking a door. Unlocking a door is not it. It's negotiation and handling all the myriad of thousands of details that come up in that negotiation piece. So buyers, they want they want to buy for a little. But it, you have to dig deeper. Less than what? Well, they don't want they don't want to pay overpay for the house. That's what they re, that's what buyers really at the end of the day want. It's not that they want to buy for less. It's they don't want to overpay for the house. This comes to market knowledge. You have to know the market. I'm not talking about knowing the national or world market. Because that, that isn't what's going to help your buyer. I mean, you got to know it a little bit, I suppose. A little. But you've got to know the, the location, the neighborhood market. What's going on in that neighborhood to strongly advise your buyer of that market in that neighborhood. Now, turning over to the seller, what does the seller want? The seller always says, the first thing comes out of, I've never met a seller didn't say this. I want the most money possible. Now, we know that's not their motivation. Their motivation is something different. Just like for the buyer, when they say they want to spend as least as possible, that's not their motivation. Their motivation is something else. For the, the seller, I want, it, it's just so much clearer with the seller when they always come out and say, I want the most money possible. Well, the most money possible represents them to doing something in their life, of course. So how do we dig below that? Well, you always ask the question. We've talked about it before. Of, well, What are you going to do with that money when you once you have it? Because obviously more money is going to allow them to go and do the thing that they want to go and do. So you've got to dig below the surface because there, there can be other ways to solving the, pro the problem of the seller other than just trying to get the most dollars for their house on the surface level. You know, an offer that comes in at $400,000 may not be the best offer and it may not result in the best outcome for the seller just because it's the highest offer. I know that can be just wildly confusing. So what do sellers want? They want a seamless transaction that of course enables them to do what they are motivated, what their heart's desire is to do next. But that may take some coaching when you have a multiple offer situation and you have one offer at 400,000 another offer at 390 and another offer at 410 which one is the best lining those three offers up can be difficult and is what your job as a professional negotiator really is is explaining the difference it's it is so surface to say oh just take the one at 410 what if the one at 410 is at, is asking for givebacks that put it down another $20,000? They may be asking for 
all of their prepaids to be paid for them by the seller. Well, that makes that offer at 410 not sound so good anymore. Maybe they're asking for repairs <clears throat> like a brand new roof to be put on. And maybe a roof needs to be put on. We, you know, we would have to take a look at each individual case. But if it doesn't, and they're just wanting a new roof, that is an expensive item to have to negotiate out. And once again, makes that offer at 410 not feel so good. Where the offer at 390 might be a cleaner offer, not asking for things, not asking for prepaids, givebacks, repairs. It really just depends. Looking at each one of those offers independently and then getting a spreadsheet and weighing them against each other is of course what you do as a professional i would never recommend that you take the three offers and just throw, throw them out there at your seller and say choose one and and now of course we know that we can't in, in oregon specifically oregon and there are other states that have already adopted this you cannot have buyer letters, you know, what we call the love letters. The love letters are, since January 1, are disallowed. They are out. So, and a lot, for a lot of us, they were out anyway. Okay, sipping on my coffee here. The love letters are out January 1. The Oregon legislators ruled that love letters are out. They cannot be presented they cannot be, the buyer's agent can't send them over and the seller's agent cannot present them. They are, because there's problems with them on the protected classes and discrimination because it always comes up. The letters are inherent to discrimination built into them. That's the nature of the letter. And the, it is the only reason I would challenge. It's the only reason you would write a letter of this nature is to demonstrate why your family fits better in that house based upon criteria that will inherently bring in discrimination. It's one of these every time things. Every time you see one of these letters, it's me and my veteran disabled husband and our three children fit well in your home because it's near the school district and near resources and near our church. Well, already we have four or five protected classes that are being called upon. And that is a problem because if they don't get the house, then they could could declare they didn't get it because you discriminated against what they presented in the love letter. This is why the Oregon legislators decided that we have to put a stop to this. Other states have done it already. It's sweeping the United States. Eventually, I would predict it'll it'll be in all jurisdictions across the United States because that that is not fair play and most agents already have been saying don't read these things just just we couldn't demand them until now where we don't have to send them across don't read them all right what do buyers and sellers want then 
at the end of the day. So we started off with buyers want a good deal. What they really want is a fair deal. They want an easy transfer of ownership over. We started off with sellers. What do sellers want? Sellers want the most money possible. What they really want is their, their ability to have their motives, what they want next fulfilled and help in the negotiation of this contract. That's what they really want. Getting them down to that can be difficult for sure, but it's something you and I are doing every single day. So what else does a, does a buyer want? Please take, take a minute, put in the chat room, what do you believe that buyers want versus what do you believe that a seller wants? Because these are competing things that can come together. Now, often you'll have a buyer say they want some of the other articles around the property. This is common, by the way. They'll say, I want the tractor. I want the lawnmower. I want the whatever the widget is, the, the personality property. This is, and, and you and I both know, this is always a dangerous path to go down whenever you are negotiating personality or what we legally call chattels. Personality, difficult because people have feelings tied up in these items and often do not want to relinquish them and often need them at the next place they're going to. So they don't want to relinquish their tractor, their mower, whatever it is. Even though the person might be buying you know, a home with, with two or three acres on it that would have a great need for some, some of these things. Okay. The trouble, of course, from a lending side, is you don't want these things attached to the home. And you shouldn't want them attached to the home because as they go into the contract, at that point, they are trackable by the lender and the lender would have to release them if the person ever chose to sell them. It, it, going deeper on that side than we're going to go today for sure. So on the buyers, buyers need to be arranged with a lender. They, they need help through this process. What do buyers really want? Buyers really want help through a complicated process. This is process driven. You are the professional for it. It's about negotiation and they want help through this process. Getting yourself through the minefield of buying a home. I mean, come on. There's a reason that moving, which includes often buying a home, is one of the top five stressors that come up in life. It stresses people. It, you you want to see stress? Come into our industry, you know, real, real estate, what you and I are doing. You and I both know, we, we see it. We start off with a buyer and they're happy as a lark. We show them homes, they're happy as a lark. They make an offer, they're ha happy as a lark. And then the offer is accepted. And you can, you can tangibly feel the stress hit the buyer. 
It's right there. All of a sudden, we have an we have an accepted offer, and stress comes over the person. They realize they're going to be moving. Children often are going to be changing school districts. That's big stress. You can help manage this stress. That's ultimately what buyers will appreciate from you is the managing and negotiation of this deal to go seamless. At the end of the day, you cannot make a home sell for more or less. You can negotiate to what your client is willing to reach across the table and have a handshake to do. You can't make it sell for more or less. It's a negotiation piece. But what you can do and what is in your power to do and what buyers will want at during excuse me, what they will want during this process and at the end of the day of this process is lower stress and for it to settle down. You can handle this by staying ahead with timelines and calendaring and showing the granularity and the pieces that are moving forward. Many people create a Google calendar of some sort and put all the pieces on that calendar for the buyer or seller, either way that you're doing, whatever side you're on, because this part works the same. You put all the pieces of when it's going to happen, and then you check them off on the calendar as they happen. Being Being able to check something off the list is a huge stress reliever. You're at in a in a system of buying a home where it feels like you're out of control as the buyer or seller. And you never feel like you really know what's happening. What's happening in underwriting? You know, people wonder this all the time. What's really happening? Who who, who could these underwriters be? Are they just trolls somewhere? They're real people doing a real job, and it's very important, by the way. But people demonize it because they don't know, and it causes stress in their life because they don't know. You can begin to unravel the unknown. And by unraveling the unknown, you unravel the stress that's on the buyer and the seller. You begin to reveal what's behind the curtain. By revealing this, it's it's just it's absolutely incredible. It's incredible what will happen in the relationship, how happy people will be and how much less stress they're pushing back on you. Because the stress that they push back, as they get stressed, buyer or seller, they will push this back on you like crazy because they are stressed and they want answers. My God, give me an answer. I want an answer. But if you stay ahead of this, and you're giving them and delivering to them answers ahead of time. This is where you lower the stress and they're not freaking out in the process.
By the way, it is stressful. Buying or selling a home, I've done this many times. It is a stressful event. Absolutely. I've had agents tell me, oh, why are people so stressed? And I've asked them, have you ever bought or sold your own home? Have you ever moved from an apartment to another apartment? Just as an analogy, even though buying is certainly added stress because you are taking on debt. But even just moving from an apartment to another apartment, big stressors. Because it's life-changing where you are calling home. By the way, please take a moment, hit that like button, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Members only event comes up next, but we're going to take a deep dive into the market. All you need to do is hit that mem that subscribe button. That will open up the members only event starting today. Today, eight o'clock, we're starting in with members only. All you have to do, hit the subscribe button. That will open up for you. You'll be able to ask individual questions directly. We will answer to the best that we possibly can, of course. We're going to take a deep dive into the markets. We're going to, be, going to be looking at what is happening this year. What is expected this year in the market directly? What's going on with buyers and sellers in the market at a deeper dive? That kind of knowledge puts you on top. It, it is just so powerful. Knowledge, of course, you know the saying knowledge is power. And now you and now please use it ethically. Well, it is. Knowledge is absolutely power. Using knowledge to your benefit, of course, and helping others with it. We are in a servant leadership role as licensed professionals. A lot of people don't take a moment to realize the servant leadership role that you're really in, that you need to be giving of your knowledge. You're looking at the markets every single day. As a professional, you're staying up with the market. You're looking at the housing. You know that nationally we're short of housing. Certainly in the Northwest, we're short of housing like crazy. But across the United States, we are short of housing just in a crazy way. That is a stressor to people. <laughs> I mean, you're short of housing. This is why we don't have more listings. There's a way to resolve this, of course. But this is why we don't have more listings. People that own a home today, they don't want to sell because they don't know where they're going to go next. This is just such, such a big problem. But 22 is going to begin to unravel this a little bit. It's not going to be unraveled in 22. I'll just give you a hint to this uh, up front. We're going to talk about this more in the members only, but it's not going to unravel completely, untangle itself, I, I should say, instead of unravel. It's not going to untangle itself in 22 completely. It's going to take time. 
because we are this pandemic has been a change in our environment it's been a change on thinking processes it's been a change on career paths have we ever seen such a change in career paths and it's being represented right now that we are living in together during this coronavirus time. This is absolutely historic in nature. I'm not sure there's ever been another time in history that this kind of change has ever happened, at least not in this way. There have been times in history of huge change. I know that. But this is really, really big change. Anyway, we're going to take a deeper dive into these kind of markets in the members-only event coming up next. Take, take a minute. Hit that subscribe button. We'd love it if you, if you would also hit the like button on, on this and uh, then join us in the members-only, the subscribe side, where we're going to take a deeper dive into this. Okay. Back on our topic of what do buyers want and what do sellers want. So we started off with, with hitting the surface of this, that we know buyers want a good deal. But really what we really know is they want someone that can help manage the stress load and make this happen. This nebulous thing of buying a house and putting the contract together and explaining all the granularity of the details. Ultimately, if you can do that, you will gain someone for life that will buy and sell from you again and again and again if you stay in front of them and keep yourself relevant to it. What the sellers want? Sellers, of course, we started off with, they, of course, want the most money possible. But what they really want is someone that can help them move towards their motives and goals. That's what they really want. When sellers decide, and it's not an investment house, when sellers decide they're going to sell, we know they want to sell like now. They're done. They have mentally come to the conclusion that they're done. And they simply want to get out of there. Helping them with the knowledge of what that's going to take will lower their stress. Because once you hit the knowledge, you, you've hit that moment in time that you want, you, you've decided, I'm going to declare it, I want something. It, it, it's like buying a cell phone. I've decided I'm going to buy this cell phone. I'm going to, I'm going to move. You want it now. You want it to happen now. But you also know that the selling of the house won't happen this second. So showing the process and how it's going to work with as much granularity as possible so that you can make a checklist for these people and then helping them align their goals where they're going to go next. That's the value you can bring to the table. Negotiating the next piece. You're already going to negotiate their house to be sold but now negotiating the next piece in their life. Where are they going? Are they going to a retirement home? Help them with that. Are they going to do a downsize? Are they upsizing? Where are they going? 
That is a conversation you've got to have with the seller if you ever hope to help manage their stress levels and what they actually want out of this. I've never had someone at the end of the day come to me and say, I am so thankful you put an extra $14,000 in my pocket. That just doesn't happen. What they come to you and say is, thank you for guiding us through this process and making this happen for our family where now we've been able to downsize and we're in this other home. That's what they're thankful for. It's the things of life that they're thankful for while they certainly are appreciative of any money you put in their pocket. No, no question about it. And as a professional realtor, you'll put more money in their pocket than they ever could personally by doing it. We, we, we know that statistically. But that's not what they're going to be thankful for. At the end, they're going to be thankful that you guided them through a seamless process and kept the communication easy for them. Kept the signing easy for them. They weren't confused during the process. And that's, at the end of the day, what they're really looking for. All right. In just two, three minutes, right after the top of the hour, members-only event starts. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. I will see you in the members-only. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button, and we will restart on a deep dive into the markets. See you shortly.